Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is the podcast version of my newsletter called Sarah by the Season, where I explore a little bit of everything that's on my mind as I try to lean into nature's wisdom and rhythms. Subscribe and learn more at sarahbytheseason.com. This week's newsletter is titled Be Like the Blue Jay, Annoying for the Collective. A few years ago, I read Margaret Rankle's Late Migrations. It was beautiful. I remember having a book hangover for weeks after finishing it but I honestly couldn't tell you what it was about right now unless I cheated and Googled the synopsis to tickle my memory. But I do remember this one part clearly. Quote, Working at my desk one day, I hear a great mob of blue jays sounding the alarm of predators in their midst. Minutes pass and their rage shows no sign of dissipating. So I step outside, but I see nothing in the sky, nothing in the trees, nothing on the utility pole at the corner of the yard, nothing on the power lines. End quote. Eventually, she discovers a long rat snake in the back of the yard that the Blue Jays are warning the whole yard about. I do remember that I was sitting on the couch by the fire when I read that part, and I was so captivated by it that I read the whole section out loud to Grant. We were both intrigued, but didn't think much of it. A few months later, it had moved from reading by the fire season to working in the garden season. Grant was moving wheelbarrows of wood chips, and I was pulling weeds, or at least trying to look like I was pulling weeds, to avoid doing any more loads of wood chips. All of a sudden, Grant took off toward the chicken coop, and by the time I followed him, he was throwing a big stick up into the tree line adjacent to where the coop was at the time. A huge red-tailed hawk took off out of the tree and quickly flew up and away. I looked at Grant, confused about how he knew there was a hawk in the yard. He said I could hear the blue jays going nuts and remembered that part of the book you read me months ago and wondered if something was scaring the blue jays. Since that time, we've come to always trust the Blue Jays' warning signal. They get very loud, and about the time I start to get annoyed about all the racket, I realize what I'm hearing and go check on the chickens. More times than not, there is a hawk up in the tree somewhere. The hawks eat our chickens, so I always thank the Blue Jays for the help before going on my way. I'm a very amateur birder, but I do know that most backyard birders don't like Blue Jays. They supposedly tend to steal food from the more preferred and rarer songbirds. Bird stores even sell jay-proof feeders. I had heard that blue jays were mean, but that was about the extent of my blue jay knowledge before late migrations. But since the lesson from Rankle, I've come to love the blue jay. You can't deny that she's gorgeous, but what really gets me is that she takes such good care of her community, her entire community, not just the ones that look like her. She surely has a bit of self-interest in her warning call, but it seems to me that she's telling everyone in the vicinity that danger is present. She doesn't seem to expect anything in return. She doesn't bolt when she sees danger. She sticks around and sounds the alarm. The call itself can be a bit obnoxious, especially when there are 10 or more birds doing it simultaneously, which is usually the case at our place. My birding book calls it a loud jeer. I'm assuming that they have realized that they have to be annoying to make sure everyone hears their warning. I've been wondering if we could take a cue from the Blue Jay and get a little louder and more annoying about sounding the alarm on the things that are hurting our communities. And of course, not just the communities that look like us. The Blue Jay's warning works because the Blue Jay isn't trying to save the whole forest of songbirds and other easy prey. It works because they're trying just to warn the more than human beings, and heck, maybe the humans too, I don't pretend to know the minds of the blue jay, in a small area where the blue jay lives, that danger is present and to be on guard. It works because they get quite loud and annoying, so that it is very difficult to ignore them unless you're really distracted. It works because they are looking out for everybody and not just themselves. I've been totally sucked into the news about the war in Ukraine over the last two weeks, and while there are many, many things to write about that atrocity and what we, especially Americans, should be learning about our reaction toward it, I keep coming back to the Blue Jay and what she might have to tell me. I think it might be something like, find a small place to care for, not just for yourself or your kids or your friends, but for all beings that call that place home. 
Place doesn't have to be a physical space necessarily. It could be a certain injustice that lights you up. By working to make it better for all, you'll make it better for yourself and those you love in the process. The Blue Jay might encourage us to be as loud and obnoxious as the danger warrants. She'll tell us to just ignore those who will try to hush or diminish us. I think there is definitely a place for big collective action, but I think we let ourselves off the hook too much by waiting for some epic fix to our many problems. It's so daunting to think about the scope of the issues we're facing, but perhaps we could take a cue from the Blue Jay to see what's worth worrying about in our own figurative or literal backyards. We could get annoying about it and warn the others. Last week, Wendell and I were throwing sticks in the backyard. We've been having a few of those gorgeous days here lately where you can smell spring coming, so we were soaking it up. I heard the Blue Jays going nuts up towards the house, and sure enough, as I came closer to the coop, a hawk flew out of the tree above me. The moment felt like grace. I thanked Rankle for her writing and the new insight into the Blue Jays. I thanked the Blue Jays for their warning. I wished the hawk well and asked if he might consider eating some of the 763 mice that we have in our barn instead of eating our chickens. You'll have to tune into the actual newsletter for my rants and raves and stuff we're sharing this week, which you can find and share at sarahbytheseason.com. Thanks so much for listening, and cheers to channeling your inner Blue Jay in the week ahead.